0: All, All, right,
1: Talk
0: Radio. <laughs> All right, how are you, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? 30 C. Vondran here, Licensed pack California, Arizona. Hey, I'm a little bit bored tonight, so I'm doing my open mic mm-hmm. debut. Open mic Saturday. Anybody call in with any topic? I don't care what you want to talk about. It does not have to be law. It could be business. It could be relationships. It could be entrepreneurialism. It could be crypto. It could be politics. It could be whatever. Whatever's on your mind. So my wife had a vacation tonight with her, one of her good friends. It was her birthday. So you know, staycation is where you stay in your your city. You know, you stay at a nice place and. You have some fun. So she was doing her staycation frontline, Lisi. Some of you may know her. And so I said, you know, I'm going to pull up my blog talk radio. That's my podcasting uh, platform. Been using it for many years. And I decided I was just going to go live tonight and uh, do a live broadcast. And I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've, I probably did some many, many years ago, but. Uh, It's been a while. It's been a while. I usually do most of my stuff with my YouTube channel, and uh, that's com. So usually I'm I'm spending my time posting videos and blogs, and I do some podcasting. But I wanted just to go live tonight, see if there's anybody out there, as Pink Floyd would say. Uh, You want to talk music? You want to talk? I love 70s, and you want to talk 70s music? Um, whatever else is on your mind, current news, you want to talk about uh, things like that. So uh, I'm just here, I'm just trying to have a little fun with my uh, application. You've got some call-in numbers here, it should be displayed for you. Um, 949, the guest call in, 949-203-4812. That, that'll, I think there may be toll charges, I'm not quite sure. 949-203-4812. If you want to keep the money in your pocket... Always a good idea. Save up for something good. 877-774-3195. Again, I don't care what you want to talk about. You want to just, you want to vent. Keep it friendly. You know, we don't need any crazy stuff. I don't need the FCC on me, on my back. (laughs) So uh, at any rate, I hope you guys are all having a great Saturday night. And I'm just finishing up, winding up a long week. Um, man, we had a busy week at our firm, and uh, for those of you, most of you know, um, if you're listening to this, you probably know we do intellectual property law, copyright, trademark, trade secret, and right of publicity, um, which I consider to be a a um, form of intellectual property. You know, like your voice, your image. You know your, um, you know, like there was a lawsuit with Anna White where somebody had used her image, and you know it used to be Wheel of Fortune and you know, when you have a professional that cultivates their, their name and their image, their likeness, their voice, their acting skills, their singing skills, musicians, whatever, you know, they have a right of publicity. And you can't just go copy that for financial gain. And we had a huge case um, in right of publicity a uh, very, very nice settlement, and I can't go into the details, but a major, a major manufacturer, everybody would know if I said it, was using my client's um, photo image in, for commercial purposes. And that turned into um, a very, very nice settlement. But it's a right of publicity. And I, I consider that to be a form of intellectual property. Some do, some don't. Um, but, you know, but, uh, you know, nowadays with podcasts and social media and YouTube, this is really your chance to shine and, and to hone in on those talents. And, of course, you want that protected. So we do intellectual property. And, of course, that with nowadays the social media, that pulls us into the social media and entertainment law. So that's kind of the focus of our practice. We do a lot of infringement cases. Uh, a lot of litigation um i started my career what was it i started in 2004 so i have been in, in practice for a little over 17 years now but i remember uh, early on <laughs> i had heard about robots and machines taking over and i said well i want to do something where a machine's not going to take over my job someday i become really good at something and then a machine take or a robot takes it over you know, with all this artificial intelligence these days and so I said, Well litigation, I don't think I don't think they're they're ever gonna create a robot that can go and appear before a federal court judge and and make a legal argument. Now, I would say never say never. Um who knows Elon Musk might come out with the uh litigation bot, little litigation robot. I don't know, but uh <laughs> But anyway, uh, so, yeah, we've been doing a lot of litigation cases. Uh, we can talk about that if you're a lawyer, law student, legal secretary, paralegal, paraprofessional. Now there's uh, paraprofessionals. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this concept, but um, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Um, I'm not sure it's the best thing in the world, but we'll see. I guess it depends how um, good. But you can become a couple states, and and, uh, I'm licensed to practice law in California and Arizona, and I believe both states now have this, where you can become what's called a paraprofessional and essentially prepare legal documents and counsel clients and do a lot of things that lawyers are able to do And in certain instances, I think you can even uh, appear in courts. It's a really kind of cool thing for those people that may say, well, I, you know, I always wanted to be a lawyer, but, um, too much, take too long, too much money. You know, I'm I'm worried about passing the bar those kinds of things. Um, but paraprofessional, if that's something you're interested in, look that, look that up. But, um, I like to talk a lot about, um, just career things and, you know, kind of my career path and things about staying motivated. And and, and just, those are things that, that I like to talk about. If you, if you've seen my YouTube channel, attorneysteedvideos.com, we are up to about almost 700 videos now. And I started that in 20, about 2012. And, um, I just enjoy educating people, making law more understandable, more accessible. <coughs> Excuse me. It's kind of a long story, but um, I originally passed the bar, California State Bar, on my first attempt with no bar review. And the reason is I was in technology at the time, this and that, and working for a software company where I met from my leasee, a dot-com company, and um, there was a guy that had a website that had all the law. Now, for you youngsters, this was kind of, you know, the Internet was kind of a newer thing, let's say. And to, to see somebody post, like, all the outlines, and they gave good descriptions on how to discuss different points of law. You know, in, in law, there's what, what is there you know, 13 different bar-tested topics. So I found this guy, and it was so great. And I passed the bar. I said, uh, I'm going to take the bar, and if I don't pass, um, then I'm going to go take bar review. Bar review back then was about to be grand. I don't know what it is today, but um, I passed the bar, thankfully, and I said, you know, I'm gonna, I am going to pay it forward, and I'm going to do videos of all the things I wish they would have told me in law school, that would have explained it better, quicker, without all the run around and hide the eight ball as we used to call it um so if you're in law school uh, i even have uh, legal secretaries that say and paralegals that say you know i watch your content like something popped up i had uh, an old video i did on liz pendens and i had a paralegal tell me thank thank you so much for your video my boss was asking me about this and i Pretended I knew and then I found your video and I now I feel like I know more than him. So, um, But it's awesome. I mean, if, if you're a new lawyer, get a YouTube channel, find out what you're best at talking about and get a YouTube channel. We're up to about almost 35,000 subscribers. My goal is 100,000. It's going to take me a few more years, but I hope I hope to be there. And I hope to be there in five years. That's my goal. So uh, but it's great. Uh, it's helpful. My clients are more educated than most clients because they read things, they watch my videos, they read my blogs, they listen to my podcast, and it really has helped a lot of people, like a lot of people. I've got so many great comments over the years that it really keeps me motivated. So you got my number, call in if you want to talk about something. Um, I'm just going to keep rambling on as the Led Zeppelin song goes. You want to talk about music, especially 70s? oh man, I'll talk about 70s music, that was my formative music, and they say, um, you know, once you have those formative years, like the best years, your best decade, like that music will never go away, and I'll tell you, it's like I get my Spotify, and I got all my, got all my hits on there, you can probably find me online, I'm not exactly sure, uh, I'm not pimping that or anything. It's kind of just private for me, but I got my, um, I got my seventies channel. I got my attorney Steve country hits. I got my attorney Steve rap. I do like some rap music as well. Get me pumped up. So, um, but anyway, check that out. And yeah, if you want to chime in, what happens Just uh, I think you just call the number and then you'll appear in my panel and then just come on in, keep it clean, keep it friendly. And, uh, you know, whatever you want to talk about. I really, I really don't care. Tonight's is open night, person to person. You want to talk, I, you know, I don't know much about history as the song goes. You want to talk politics. You want to talk careers. I always like to talk about careers because I, I know I have a lot of younger viewers and stuff. And I'll just start with law. Like law is a great profession. I mean, I really like it. My nephew just graduated from Ivy League. And, uh, man, he's got a great job and uh, worked in the Bay Area, you know, mergers and acquisitions, incredible salary, everything. I mean, guys, law school is the best education you'll ever get. Undergrad, yeah, there, you know, it's uh, a lot of this and a lot of that. And you get to you know, experiment, taste the buffet of life, all that's good. But law school, that's – I'll tell you, uh, law school does change people. And the first day in law school, they even said, um, actually, the first um, the first initiation in law school was they said, you know, bring your spouse or a significant other. And they said, you know, that you look at the person, you know, look him in the eye right now. This, this is going to be a different person in four years, and it's true, and it's and it's true because basically crunch your mind for four years um there's you know 13 different like bar tested topics you learn corporations you learn evidence you learn to actually demand evidence for things you, you hear so many people saying things and it's kind of like hearsay or you know oh, i heard this oh that must mean it's true and you know i read this on the internet and you know when you become a lawyer it's like okay well where did you hear that what's your source you know well, you know, the, the news said sources sources say. Yeah. We, you know, in in a court of law, sources say it doesn't work. It's not evidence. It doesn't get you anywhere. So you learn about wills and trusts. You know, you learn about tort, civil things, civil wrongs that people do to each other, salt and battery, false imprisonment, um, negligence, you know, um, things like that, car crashes, you know. So you learn all this stuff, which is just tremendous. You learn uh, constitutional law, free speech, First Amendment, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, time, place, manner. You learn all this stuff, it is, and it's case law. And it's what I loved about law school, I don't know if they do it much anymore because I know it's frightened the hell out of a lot of people, but it was called the Socratic method where they would call on you and they'd say, uh, um, you know, Mr. Vondren, and you know, give us the facts of the case, uh, Jones versus AAA Association. So you would have to stand, which I loved. I mean, it wasn't, but some people, they, you know, the got their knees got weak, but you know, we would stand and recite the facts of the case, and then they would start, you'd start popping questions off at you, the law professor, and really made you think. And one of the, I remember one of the, one of the questions where I really realized my mind was changing, is a very simple question is the uh, professor would say,
1: do you agree
0: with the decision? Why or why not? And I remember uh, one time I was up on, on the hot seat, so to speak, and I was asked that question. And I kind of froze because I thought that if it was the judge making the decision, well, then it must be right. I mean, you wouldn't question anything. I mean, they're the smartest people in the world, right? So that's when things really started opening up for me, and I started thinking, wow, you you have to think about everything, and is this a good rule, law, regulation, policy? Why or why not? How could it be better? What do these words mean? Um, And so law school to me is, yes, I know it takes a lot lot of time. Uh, It can be expensive and everything else. But I tell you what, it's the greatest thing. So if you're thinking about law school, um, and some people will say, um, you know, Attorney Steve, I'm, I'm in my 30s or I'm in my 40s. I had somebody even ask, I'm in my 50s. Is it too late to go to law school? I say, no, nope, it, it is not too late. It is not too late. So, you know, it's I went actually in my, I think I went in my early 30s after having done like some real estate I was in. Um, real estate for a while, but, um, and, and software and dot-com and, and, and all that stuff. But um, I went in, you know, in my 30s and I went to night school. I went four years at night and I absolutely loved it. I mean, everybody that, that I met, a lot of people I still stay in touch with, everybody was a professional, a working professional. So I really love that. And so if you're older, you're a working professional, uh, just the connections, the uh, the level of the education is so high because it doesn't really matter what the class you're in, you know, um, it, it doesn't matter if it's corporations or, you know, contracts or less, there's somebody in there that has experience in the area that you're talking about that it's like the best education when you combine that with law school and then you combine that with socratic method so i i loved it so much it was transforming uh, but anyway i can keep rambling uh that's one thing i'm good at um
1: <laughs> so you have
0: the call-in numbers here if you want to just chat again i don't care what you want to talk about it doesn't have to be law i talk about law all day long and uh so you want to talk about anything but um so yeah, um in law, yeah, our business is is booming, um intellectual property, entertainment law, you know, social media with everything that's going on. I mean, crypto and metaverse and um it's just everything. NFTs, artificial intelligence, robots, all these startups. I mean, there's I mean, just look at a uh, I look at coin market cap. I, do, I, do, I won't lie. I do a little bit of uh, dabbling in, in crypto. I won't go into what I do because I think it's a little cheesy to go into what you do. But you go to coin market cap. Look at all the crypto companies, the cryptocurrency companies. I mean, there are so many. That's just crypto. And then there's NFTs. And then there's metaverse. Um, nowadays, you have um, people buying and selling digital Land, digital lots, virtual real estate—if they're they're calling it—I don't know that it's really real estate per se. I mean, but uh, you know, real estate to me is something you can hold and you can build something on, and and uh, you can convey it to someone else. And and in a lot of ways, um, the digital real estate's that way. But I'll, I'll tell you, my uh, father-in-law—he's been a real estate guru for. Oh, I don't know, 50 years, and just, just, you know, absolutely killed it in all aspects of real estate. There wasn't a, a, a kind of deal he didn't do, um, and so he's very entertaining to talk to. You. But you should see his face when I told him about people spending a million bucks, uh, even ten thousand dollars, on a piece of uh, digital code in like this Central Land or uh, Superbox what's the other one, the Central Land Superbox and uh, the Sandbox, the Superworld, I'm sorry, Superworld and the Sandbox, you know, people paying. There's somebody in one of those, I think it was Superworld, somebody paid like $3 million for the virtual, I'll just call it virtual space over the, uh, I don't know if it's over or on, or what it, What you want to call it, a layer on uh, over the Statue of Liberty. And so, you know, that's, like, incredible. So the concept is that they would get this virtual real estate, build something out, and then people can post NFTs on there or something, you know, and you can get paid for when somebody buys NFT with crypto, with Ethereum or whatever, so uh, Bitcoin. Um, so it's uh, it's a whole new world. And I tell you, um, you know, there are careers to be had. There's a lot of opportunities uh, what's going to stay, I don't know. But I was in the dot-com uh, many, many years ago. That's where I met Frontline Lisa. We were one of the first web-based software companies. That's how I got into software audits and uh, internet marketing and everything that that I do today, my YouTube channel, my blogs, podcast, everything. I was an uh, assistant uh, internet marketing uh, director when there was Hardly even such a thing, and it was wild, and I loved it. I fell in love with it. But it's a lot like the dot .com back in those days. If you're younger, you probably don't appreciate it, but it's the same thing. It's the same feeling, and where everything, everything was becoming a, a dot .com. I know. Well, let's turn the uh, let's turn the yellow pages into a website. Let's get rid of the yellow pages. Anything with paper, uh, we don't need anymore. We just put it. It's digital. We don't need it. So I worked for a software company that did a time tracking. Um, And the way that worked is I was working for a patent lawyer. And he really didn't love practicing law. He practiced law, but um, I was way more excited about law than he was. But he had been a lawyer for many, many years. And he, this is, you got to think this is, we're talking 90, I don't know what year it was. But a long time ago, he used to bring me in his office. And uh, he, would, he would shut the door and he would start just talking about the Internet and Yahoo and Google and Microsoft and web-based software. And i would be honest, he was ahead of his time. And so he asked me to leave my law clerk position and follow him over to the software company. And my salary went from basic and minimal to a whole lot more when I went to the software company. Plus, I got stock options. And for any of you youngsters that may be listening, you know, I would instead of asking for more money, I would ask for equity. Give me some stock options, because I tell you, we were just about six months away from, you know, the the stock price hitting, you know, probably the things that we're launching were going to about ten bucks a share. that was real close to getting five, six hundred thousand dollars, uh, you know, at a very young age. So it's exciting, but the same opportunities exist now with the metaverse and crypto, NFT startups and, uh, you know, robotics, artificial intelligence, all this stuff. And if you want more information and you're trying to say, well, how do I get in? Like where where do I fit my skills and like what should I be doing? Here's a good old tip that, that I used to do many years ago. Um, but I still think it's great today is go to like a job search board. like Indeed is a good one. Indeed. And I do that through LinkedIn and you can just put in like, um, do put in whatever word that you really enjoy. Like if it's gaming, just say, well, you know, gaming, I want a job in gaming, like get a job that you, that you don't have to retire someday where you're not like punching a clock going oh I just, I can't wait till I'm done. i um, you know, Get, it, get something you have some passion for that you enjoy and, and you know that that's how you that's how you're going to make it that's how most people are going to make it so but anyway you can find out jobs and you can see what skills they're looking for you can say well you know I can't really be a gaming software developer because i you know it's not my thing but maybe i could be in uh, in the legal compliance for a gaming company or a crypto company. I'm seeing a lot of things, a lot of ads now for crypto companies, NFT companies, and even Metaverse. I saw a job with Metaverse Legal Council. Uh, not that I'm looking for a job because I'm certainly not, but it's incredible the things that are out there. So it's a really exciting time. Um, startups are all over the place. And uh, there's a lot of cities that are booming, you know, I know Salt Lake is booming, uh, California Bay Area, Orange County, San Diego is booming, uh, Oregon, Portland, Seattle, um, many areas in Florida, Austin, Texas, you know, New York. There's so many opportunities going on right now. So, um, but you got my number here. If you feel like calling in, like I said, if, if not, I'm gonna keep rambling. This is my first ever. The attorney, Steve, open Mike Saturday would be nice to somebody. It would be nice if somebody cared and somebody was listening. You want to talk about baseball? You want to talk about baseball? I used to be, um, I used to play the Cincinnati Reds organization. And my life goal when I was young, I said, I want to play baseball. And it wasn't because I said, well, I want to be a millionaire. It was never that. It was about doing something that I love. And I found out from the age of about 12 on, I just started hitting home runs. (laughs) Don't ask me why. (laughs) I just started hitting home runs. And so, you know, when you find something that you're good at and that you get recognition for, you tend just to kind of follow the path. And that's what I did. And that led, led me all the way through Fresno State. It led me to the College World Series. I hit a home run in the College World Series. I got drafted as a catcher in the 13th round by the Cincinnati Reds. So um, if you wonder why is my V logo, why is it red? Because I love the Cincinnati Reds. And Fresno State, red, white, and blue, had the red. So red was my uh, my choice for that reason, in case you're wondering where my V logo came from. But, uh, yeah, I played um, – I actually got to play a, a cup of coffee. I got to play in a big league baseball game. And I wrote my whole story um, – I can't remember the domain. I think it's um, I think it's Vondra baseball. But you can read my whole story from junior college on up, and you can see the trials and tribulations. It's not just a it's not a bed of roses, as the song goes. So, but I worked my way up, and I, and, um, and then something tragic happened my my last year. I was uh, scheduled to be going to the AA in uh, Chattanooga, and I pulled a hamstring. And I've never pulled a hamstring in my entire life, right at the end when the, they were about to assign people to the different teams. And I pulled a hamstring, and, and, and I knew why. I worked out really hard on my legs and squatting and, and biceps uh, curls and all this stuff on, on your legs. And I must have overdone it and pulled a, pulled a hamstring. And it was just a shame because I'd worked so hard. So there I am. Everybody's getting assigned. Of course, I'm now I'm not assigned anywhere. I'm just sitting here on a, on a life cycle in a cold, ice cold whirlpool and stretching and doing all this stuff. Really bummed out, just bummed out. So I was doing that for about a week or so. Uh, I was in there with Eric Davis. It was just him and me. Uh, and I, he was in there just kind of short-term doing something, but um, they said, well, you know, uh, somebody came in one day and um, said, hey, Vondren, we need a third baseman for our game against the Pirates, spring training game. You available? You know, my mouth almost hit the floor. I said, heck, yeah, I'm available. So I got to play in a big league game. I got up to uh, I believe it was Brighton, Florida, spring training with the Pirates. Um, I got a hit my first time up against Neil Heaton, he was an all star pitcher. So I got a hit off a off an all star pitcher and I go out to third base. I was playing third in, in that game. I played catcher and third base and we played a little bit of first base as well. Catcher and third base were my two positions. Um, but I'm out at third base, and Ken Griffey Sr., you know Ken Griffey Jr., but it was his dad, I think it was the last year he played, runs behind me, perfect day, beautiful blue sky, run from not a cloud in the sky, runs behind me, says, welcome to the big leagues, kid. And I'll tell you what, I realized, and I just was kind of like, wow, wow, this is, this is what all that worked for. And, and that that what I thought was a bad news, and pulling a hamstring turned out to be the greatest thing in my life. Um, and the pinnacle moment of my career, actually. And if anybody knows Bobby Bonilla, he came up the, the big switch hitter. He was, um, he was uh, hitting left-handed. He, and he ropes one down the line, crosses over the bag. I'm way in foul territory, way deep, about as deep as you can get as a third baseman and in foul territory. And he, he was not a slow, slow runner, that's for sure. I threw him out. And, you know, the third base coach is, you're not going to be here long, kid, you know. Um, So anyway, but it's just getting to that pinnacle in life. Of course, it didn't pan out. didn't pan out. Ultimately, I ended up going back to college and finishing my degree and and eventually getting into law school. And uh, law school was the greatest, the greatest thing. I never missed it. I really don't think I ever missed a class. I loved it so much. So, But, yeah, I mean, you want to talk baseball, you got my number. I love talking baseball. Um, chime in. Chime in. You want to talk about dating. You want to talk about family. You to, uh, I'm going to try to get, by the way, if you're not going to chime in today, that's okay. But check back uh, next Saturday. I'm going to try to do this on another Saturday. I'm going to try to get the amazing, the wonderful Frontline Lisi. So if you're watching my show, if you've watched my videos, you've heard me talk about her. If you're one of our clients, uh, what if we had probably, probably had, you know, four or 500 clients a year for 17 years. If you're one of our clients, you know Frontline Lisey. Everybody loves her, uh, probably even more than me, which is a, good for her. Maybe not so good for me. Just kidding. Anyway, I'm going to try to get her on next Saturday. She has promised that she would um, come and join me. On a couple podcasts now, she she has stories. I'm you know I, I'm a little bit I'm an amateur storyteller, but she has this everything. She's funny. Um, she also adds cooking to the mix. So if you want to talk about cooking, uh, pairing wine, all this stuff, she oh boy don't miss it. Make sure you bookmark this and chime in with her. Talk to her. It's fine by me. Um, You know, but uh, I'd like to see if maybe uh, we can get a few people in and have some pleasant conversations And, you know, maybe advance the knowledge of the world a little bit So, but yeah, um, you have the numbers there, the call in I'm about a half hour in, no action, nobody loves me I would have thought I would have had a few that would have said Hey, just want to say hi, Attorney Steve, love your stuff, just want to say hi uh, it's okay. It's okay. I know. When I was a kid, we had uh, we had talk shows, and I I used to listen to uh, we you know mostly radio. I know you guys were all laughing. We didn't have Spotify. We didn't have iTunes. Um, we didn't have YouTube where you know, watch music videos. And we had MTV way back when, which was awesome. Um, and I was really
1: bummed when they
0: stopped doing music videos. I used to, man, I used to just race home after high school just to watch those music videos. Oh, I loved it. Because uh, for the first time, you got to see what a singer actually looked like. Because we didn't have an Internet, you know, when I was growing up. There was no Internet. So, uh, But you actually got to see the artists, not only see them, but it was a video somebody put together. Um, so it was so cool. But, yeah, we used to listen to a lot of radio shows. I remember there was one, Dr. Ruth Westheimer, the KSI of Los Angeles. I was a Southern California boy. Um, but anyway, I uh, used to listen to the talk shows. And I used to call in. I used to like to get on the show. And, you know, whatever their topic was, I would call in, and try to say something intelligent. I knew I probably wasn't super intelligent compared to what, what they knew, but, but I did. I enjoyed just kind of getting on the show. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, if you all want to check that out next Saturday, I'm going to try to do another open mic with Frontline Lacy. Hey, as I like to say, be there or be nowhere, okay? So, but, yeah, everything is just, you know, law is great. Our business is booming. Um, stats? Um, copyright infringement, our business is really just, I mean, it's incredible what's going on. We've been working so hard for so many years and somebody told us, uh, Lisa and I years ago, somebody said, um, you know, put your foot to the pedal for 10 years, put your foot to the pedal for 10 years. You will see things start to take off. If you stick to one thing, whatever it is for 10 years and give it your all it will start growing wings. And that's exactly what our practice did. I mean, we were doing well. We were doing good. And then we just, you know, the last, I don't know, three, four years, we've really taken off and really created, carved out our niche in copyright, infringement law, fair use, um, you know, trademarks, but but particularly copyright. And to give you the, the scoreboard that I look at, um, there is a – tool called Lex Machina. I think the official name is Lex Machina, but I, I think that I don't like the sound of it, so I call it Lex Machina. That has us, at, if you can think about this, um, number 15 as far as number of copyright cases handled over the last three years, I think it is, the last three years. Um, in the United States. Number 15, we're about to become number 14, about a couple cases away in terms of how many cases, copyright infringement cases we have litigated. That is a ton of cases. It's over 250 now. But, you know, when I started out, I said, I'm going to get into something that a robot can't do. I don't want my job stolen by a robot, and litigation was what I decided to do. And it's what I enjoy. It's, It's it's fast-paced, you know. We're we're kind of like the emergency room. So, but our copyright practice, handling photo infringement, uh, illegal interception of boxing matches, pay-per-view like Joe Hampton promotion cases, our BitTorrent litigation practice, Strike Three Holdings defense, um, you know IPTV, those kinds of things. I mean, we are just knocking it out. And I'll tell you one more stat is um unicorn unicorn.com came out uh and they had a staff for me when i saw it like my eyes went, went open because you know i just put my head down i'm one of those guys that put my head down and i just i'm kind of just i keep running i get tackled i keep running and it's just you know until i get to the goal line except i don't see a goal line i just keep going so um anyway um but yeah our practice is literally just booming, and it's great. So it looks like somebody's going to join us. I'm going to see if we can get them on in here.
1: All right. How Hello. you to see you? You're live. How, how you, are you doing? doing? I'm doing, I'm better, doing than most, better than most, worse than a few. How about you? What's that? I said I'm doing better than most, worse than a few. How about you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would say about the same. You know, I'm just having fun. It's a Saturday night, and just,
1: you know, I'm going live
0: with this podcast app, the blog talk radio that I use. And and thank you for calling in. Thank you
1: for calling in. So, Hey, uh, well, thank you for, uh, for making yourself available, you know, like this, because it, it, I guess, you know, a lot of people have to give away something that they have. Otherwise it just sits there and it doesn't do anything. So I know you're one of those people that want to make use of that. And that's the time that you get to spend doing something for people. So, Appreciate you too.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean it's you know I don't know if you've seen my my YouTube channel, but it's just I've helped so many people, and I tell you oh. know you people talk about giving your life purpose. That that's really my purpose, and it's something that I'm always going to do. And you know it sounds cliche. People say, well, I want to help people, but it's really what what drives me. So you know, right. I appreciate you
1: recognizing that. Yeah. So we're, well, yeah, like I said I i bay area, I'm in california like. yeah bay area what california what um, do you do what do you do for work what's going on in your life uh well you know it's a it's a long story but i have to tell you though it's been a long journey and i've come a long ways in my journey and i have a cornucopia of experiences in my life that led me to be who i am today and i'm a oh. spiritual advisor i'm a spiritual advisor I'm a nice. life coach, and yeah, and I have a have a interest in child development is really where it's at. So, well, tell me more yeah. about that.
0: Like, what's uh, who who do you help? Like, what kind of what kind of issues do you work on?
1: It's I, you know, right now it's all about religious. There's a lot of religious people in our world today, and there's a system here that's a religious system, and and uh, that's the surface of everything but it's Mm -hmm. much deeper than it's much, it's much deeper than, than the religious system that we live in. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people are not going deep into the truth because of the fact that man likes to put himself in the position to say, this is right and wrong. And that's conflicting lesson. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, and yeah. And so, everybody is perverted when they speak unless God intervenes and fixes the problem. So they don't speak that way against him. Mm-hmm. hmm So you've been doing yeah, that for so, a while? Or how many years have yeah, you been? Uh, yeah. Since 1999. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so you're pretty uh, experienced, I would say. I'm – <laughs> A little bit, yeah. I have a little bit to share, and I do like to share like you, so I can understand you what any, you're... Uh, do
0: you have a favorite uh, story that, that that may be inspirational that, that you want to share?
1: Um, well, there maybe was a gentleman somebody, that
0: I met. Maybe someone who helped, or...
1: Yeah, there was one story this gentleman told me a long time ago back in, like, it was 90... Um, 93 I think it was or I think it was in the. It was about 93 or 92 or something like that No 93 or 94 I think it was And I ran into this guy and I was talking to him I didn't know Who he was I had no idea who he was and He shared A lot of information with me that I thought that Wasn't like what most people would talk about So I thought maybe he was just directing it towards me And he wanted me to see something And the mm-hmm. way he was talking was The way he was talking was like A picture that it was showing me something And so I was interested in listening to what he was saying Because I was seeing something And <laughs> this guy was a Black Panther uh, Back in the 60s And I was in prison and I was doing time And I was walking around and I met this guy and he was talking about stuff with me, and then he, and he, and he told me, "He goes, yeah, sixty minutes is going to come interview me here next week, and and Johnny Cochran is going to get me out of this situation. He was he's <laughs> in prison for twenty. He was he was in prison for twenty one years. So I was all wow. ears, you know. Of course, I was all ears, of course. But he was. But the message he was giving me was that from a little boy, he was talking like he was a little boy." And he was talking about what's important to him. And he was telling me that having a father was the most important thing to him. And I saw this whole thing while he was speaking to me. So to me, that man is a, is a beacon of light. When I look back, I can see exactly what he was saying. I think it really does matter in our world today, being the man that he was and what I, what he was conveying to me was something I hold dear to my heart. So that might be one thing. Yeah. That's a nice story. That's nice.
0: So, well, that's really cool. So, you know, thank you. I appreciate you, you know,
1: reaching out
0: and and sharing your story here, and you know, yeah. But, um, that's cool. So, you're officially, you are officially my first open mic caller of all time.
1: So, did, I, did I win the lottery? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Maybe I can send you a hat. I, I do have some <laughs> wandering legal hats. Exactly. I can I can send you a hat if you uh, find me through my <laughs> website. I will send you a hat. I, I do send. It's, it's a pretty cool hat too. It's not one. It's not one you just throw away and put in the closet. No,
1: no, so, no, uh, no. If I'm you find me, yeah,
0: go to my website attorneysteve dot com and just fill out the form and just tell me you're on the show. I'll send. Give me your address. I'll send
1: you a hat. Okay, so, you sounds want good something. to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know oh, where your expertise well, let... is, bro. I don't know. I don't not know where your expertise lies. I don't know where your expertise uh, lies at, as far as your credentials go. But um, you you answer questions according to what you can understand, as far as not crossing the line, but telling people, you know, directing them, if you will, a facilitator, if you will.
0: Well, I like to think of myself as a, a problem solver, and I also okay. like to also try to like you know help motivate people a little bit. Not not that most people I don't think really need it, but some people do, and the ones that do, um, I really enjoy that. And you know, so some of my clients become my friends, which is which is really cool. And um, but I, you know, I I went to law school because I like to solve problems. People come and it's you know they're facing some really bad situation. Nobody wants to be in a in a legal issue. That's probably the last. Right. I I mean probably uh, the worst is a health issue. That's probably the worst. But a legal issue is probably the second worst. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and family issues, as you've know, noted, family issues are tough too. But. Um, but yeah, I like to I like to help undo the knots and and get people going back on their on their happy course in life.
1: Yeah, that's the way we do it, though, right? That's it. I think that's why we're here. That's it. We're here. To, we're here. To, uh, like that song says. There's a song that says, uh, "Think of your fellow man, lend him a helping hand, put a little love <laughs> in your heart." And the world yeah <laughs> will be a, will yeah, be a we'll better that. place. <laughs> I think that, that was oh. an Ann, Mur- Ann, Murray, Ann Murray or something like that. Oh, she had some good stuff. I like Ann Murray. Yeah, she, yeah, she was cool, man. She had some good stuff. Hey, there's a guy out there who's uh he, he's really smart. He's called the the credit game. You ever watched his YouTube's? The credit game. Yeah, the credit game. No, but uh, it is a game. You gotta I, watch I, this. You gotta watch this dude, man. He is. He is. I don't know who taught him or whatever, but somebody. Credit game somebody university. It. It's just called the credit game. That's all you gotta do is type in the credit game in Yahoo. Okay. I mean not Yahoo, but oh, uh, I, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, it, and uh, just click on one of these <laughs> things. Yeah. He's a great guy, man. I don't know, man. I, I just, I like to throw stuff at people, you know, that I hear and I go, check this out. And then they tell me, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I told this guy outside, you know, this guy that sits in his car out here, his truck and stuff. And he looks like he's, he's down and out. And I told him, hey, man, how about, how about you just listen to this video right here on YouTube? And he goes, let me see what it is. And when I came back after about a half hour later, he was all, he was all jacked up, man. He's all pumped up. So, I mean, just, yeah, it, it, yeah you, have to, you have to just check it out, man. Well, I mean,
0: I'm looking at him. He's got 487, almost a half a million subscribers. <laughs> so he's doing something right. And speaking of, right. I thought yeah. I heard my wife, I don't know if you know anything about this. I thought my wife told me that the credit score system just went up to 900. Do you know anything about that? I didn't,
1: what? I didn't know.
0: I don't know. I don't know about, I mean, it used to be, I
1: think, I think 800
0: used to be the highest you could get. This guy guy breaks
1: it down. This this guy breaks it down. This guy breaks it down where you begin to get into the, into that realm where it's like, it's the highest one you can get, the highest score. Well, there's higher score that you can go, but the higher score that you go after you get to the highest. Is just the bragging rights to say you got more. <laughs> so he, yeah, he don't he don't mention he don't mention like he doesn't mention like anything about nine hundred. But I guarantee you, watch his stuff, you're gonna be like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna you you can't help but you know because you can listen to whatever you want, right? And you got discernment yeah. what's right and wrong, you know. But when you hear stuff that's really ringing your bell, you you can't help but eat some of that, right? And if yeah, you eat what, you know what he's stuff. saying, it, when you when you eat what somebody's saying, when you listen, listening is what I mean by eating. When you listen to what somebody says and it goes inside of you, it's going to it's going to motivate you to go do something. So, I think that's good food, you know what I mean? Unless it's going to motivate you to do something that's contrary to the truth that's in you, which would be wrong.
0: No, that's great, and I, I will. I, I love watching new talent, and just if you think about it, how somebody gets up to four hundred eighty-seven thousand subscribers. I mean, that's so many. So yeah, there are. You can watch these people mm. and learn something. by just by watching and listening, you know. And I
1: will do that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, I, you, I throw it at you, and you do the same thing I'm doing, and I think you're going to come up with the same thing I'm saying. Is that, you know. You really, I don't think this guy's playing games, is what I'm thinking. There's no game involved. You know that song by mm-hmm. Joe South. Joe South. You ever heard of him? 1969. Uh, what, what's the last? South. S O U T H. Joe South. 1969. 1969. He wrote, he, he, yeah, Joe South wrote a song called "Games People Play." Oh yeah, yeah, of game, course. Games yes. people play, you know. And I listen to that song sometimes. Periodically, I'll hear it and I'll listen to it, and it just it just has that has that you know. If you listen to the lyrics, you can follow it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great one. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was right at kind of the tip. I was just that looks like it was nineteen seventy. That's just really uh, I consider myself a seventies. So I was right,
1: right. on uh I Really started getting
0: into music. So yeah, that's a great song. That's a, that was a great
1: song. I mean, you got to remember the, the there was there was there was the Beach Boys, right? They brought in the psychedelic age. This is when they were bringing the whole psychedelic thing in. Mm-hmm. You know, cause they were all they were all they were all. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me excitation. Yeah. An excitation is just like a four second uh interval where you're going even higher than you thought. Mhm. I like that. So you're get, yeah, so you're getting a whole lot more <laughs> vibes from this chick out here, right? hmm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Funny. Yeah, no, there were some there were just great, great music so you were kind of uh, what, into the 60s, kind of the 60s, was your? I, gra- your hot spot. I graduated. In 80- I graduated in 85. Oh, uh, from college? No, high school.
0: Yeah, so was I. So yeah, I was in 85. 85
1: is alive,
0: is what we said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 85 is alive. There you go. Yeah, at our at our. You had to have like, had to been there, man. You had to been there. If you if you weren't there, then you don't know what we're talking about. You have no idea what we're saying. I know, I
0: know. That's why when I talk about .com, even my nephews look at me funny. Like,
1: what are you, what are you? I said,
0: you know .com. You see the .com? But it used to be a bunch of startup companies. Anything that was paper yeah. was turned into turned into a company.
1: <laughs>
0: so um, <laughs> that was a
1: big, boom. but yeah, no,
0: that's great news. Yeah, so. Um, I'm trying to get a little more into the 80s these days because I, I realized that for some reason I think I was so absorbed in baseball that I kind of missed out on a lot of the 80s. So I'm kind of getting into that these
1: days. Well that's great, man, because that's where it's at, man. I mean, really if you're really going to start somewhere, you might as well start in the 80s, you know what I mean, and then work your way up to where we are now <laughs> and you appreciate you'll appreciate everything, the work that you did by doing what you did, you know, because if you start somewhere else you're missing out on the, all this beautiful, wonderful stuff that you could you could have been, you know, investing your time in, which would have been mm-hmm. way more better, way more beautiful, and understanding of how things are. Because even if you go back to the '80s, you got to go back to the '70s, you got to go back to the '60s. Yeah, and If you're yeah. really if you're really interested, you're going to go all the way back to where it all you know where this whole thing kind of went from wherever it went. You know, a lot of people get into music and food you know you start looking at okra well you got to go back to the plantations when the people that were cooking that food the black people this was something they used in their in their dishes they they had just bare minimal stuff to work with so when they had beans and okra they threw okra in the beans and the gel that's inside of an okra goes out into the beans and at the end of it you take the green stuff out and that stuff goes in there and makes the beans even taste better than what they what they taste without it mm-hmm. i <laughs> love that to, yeah little secrets to all kinds of things you know it's like you just got to go out yeah. there and look around you'll see you'll find it all it's out there for you and, you know whatever you're and there's like
0: life hacks, and that's what's so great with
1: with like YouTube
0: and and even TikTok.
1: I don't know. Do you do anything
0: on TikTok at all? Or uh,
1: I did stuff on Periscope on Periscope, cool. but they shut it down.
0: Uh, well, uh, yeah, I think Periscope went out of
1: business or was, was
0: consumed by assumed by another company. I just can't remember. But yeah, but TikTok is very similar. If you get up to a thousand. If you get up to a thousand followers, then you can go live, and it's kind of like Periscope at that point.
1: But it's uh, pretty cool. Like, me, everybody, <laughs> everybody tells me to do that. You, know, they always tell me, you gotta, know, I I don't I don't do it though. I could, but I don't. I'm not I'm not interested yeah. in all that fame and stuff. I mean, I could be an instant <laughs> instant success if I if I if I if, I, if you know. I'm just not that kind of a guy. If somebody else told me, Hey, look at come over here and they, I did I did it that way I'd be like I wouldn't know it, but then I'd do it and then I'd be like, Oh wow But just me doing it on my own, no, nah, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. I like to do it well, I like I to go find into programs and...
0: Well what what I love most about it is that they have a, a search bar and you can put in any topic and you'll uh-huh. you will find people that like for example, I'll go and I'll just type in like copyright, and I'll see all these different videos of people talking about copyright, like you know, the, from different angles and different different things. And so it's one of the most educational platforms that I have now. You can do it on oh. you can do it on YouTube as well, but with TikTok, you can I just you can just scroll up your thumb real quick and just I can watch like ten videos and you know in five minutes or something, just clicking through, getting what I want. It's really cool. I always wow. encourage people to at least check it out. It used to be dance and lip syncing, but it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of other things now. So it's, it's a cool platform. Yeah.
1: I like well, cool, man. Well, I really
0: appreciate you calling, and uh, I'm going to probably shut this uh, show down, but you are my first official, and I shall always remember you for that reason. And um, keep uh-huh. going forward and okay. do great big work and, and uh help it in those families and kids
1: and and I know you're doing good work, so keep up the good work. Hey, Amen. Yeah, it's all good, man. How we do it. I mean you can't you can't control what is. And if you think you can change it, well you're gonna find out you're just chasing the wind and it's pointless to do that. So mm-hmm. once you once you accept the way things are then you can be a part of something that's gonna benefit the world. Hey, I'm glad you're here man. Thank you very much. Uh, hopefully we can be in touch soon. Nicely said. Yeah,
0: check in. Uh, I'm going to try to get my wife on. She's, she's in, incredible, and but I'm going to try to get her on next Saturday. It's always hard to pin her down, but she said she would do it. So I would love to have you come back on chat with her a little bit,
1: but I uh, appreciate your, appreciate your uh, yeah. chiming in today. Uh, well, no, no worries. And a if, if thing, you know, because I'm, I'm a busy guy myself. And if you have this number, I give you permission to call me and give me some notification that when this could happen, and that way I could be a part of it. I, I would, I would appreciate it. And no, no worries, though. Okay. Either way.
0: Yeah, but right here. Yeah, I do. So. Uh, okay. Now okay. um, uh, I guess you could probably give me your name without too much worry.
1: It's Craig.
0: Craig. Craig. Okay. Okay, Craig.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks, Craig,
0: and uh, I'm going to shut this down. And I'm probably going to play a little guitar tonight. I'm an amateur guitar player, so uh, right. but I got okay, just three,
1: three minutes left, and I'm um, going to shut her on down. But sure. I appreciate you making right. Don't don't hang don't don't hang up on me so I can listen. <laughs>
0: well, no, I don't think you want to listen. I, you know, um,
1: <laughs> I, I can't.
0: I can do the chords. I just play. I play like uh, music off of Ultimate Guitar, and I just pick up a set, you know, something 70s. But I might go. Uh, I might try your song tonight.
1: All right, we'll catch you next time then. <laughs>
0: okay, Craig. Thank <laughs> you so much, buddy. Have a great night and, and keep up the good stuff.
1: You too, buddy. Okay, Thank buddy. you so much. God bless. Yeah. Right, Bye. My pleasure. Bye now.